Hello everyone, this is Falako Moafe from Fresh Inspiration. We've been talking about the power of the anointing. And today I want to focus on how we actually turn the light on. So in the last edition, I was talking about the fact that we've got the power of the anointing on the inside of us. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with a Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. And we have since seen in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 to 21, that we also are anointed by God. We see that also in 1 John 2, 20 and 27, that that same anointing is in us to do things, to do the great commission, to do the works that Jesus did and greater works than he did. The Bible actually says to us, but we need to turn on the light. We need to turn on that switch. We need to find a way to release the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit that is in us. So that's what we want to look at today. What are the different ways in which that power was sort of released, you know, either through Jesus or by any one of the early disciples. So one of the things we see, first of all, is when we go to Mark chapter 6 and verse 13. In Mark chapter 6, Jesus had sent out his disciples. And the Bible says in verse 12 that when they went out, they preached that people should repent. And they cast out demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and they healed them. So we can see that the anointing with oil on people that are sick actually caused them to be healed. And oil usually in the Bible symbolizes the Holy Spirit. So anointing with oil and exercising your faith in the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit that is being released through you by that anointing with oil actually made people well. It healed the sick. And James confirms this because if you go to James chapter 5 and verse 14 and 15, we see what James says as well about the anointing oil. And he talks in James chapter 5 verse 14 and 15. James says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins he will be forgiven so James is saying you know if there's anyone sick in our midst they can call for the elders of the church and the elders of the church can pray over them and anoint that person with oil in the name of Jesus. But it goes further to say what type of prayer they should pray. It says the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will save the sick. What's the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith we know in Mark eleven twenty three to 24 is whatsoever things you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. The prayer of faith is when you pray and you believe there and then as you have prayed that you have received the thing that you have prayed for and you start to thank God for it because you believe you have received it. The scripture says you will have it. So you can see that even in the application of healing by the anointing oil, 
it still requires you and I to believe. It requires you and I to have faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's important that you remember that because it's not the oil. The oil is, is a symbol, is a symbolism, you know, for the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the faith. It's, it's, it's the essence of what you're doing. It's, it's the connection. The oil is a way you connect. You know, it helps the faith of that person to connect. It's a physical thing that helps their faith to connect. You know, but it's actually faith. We always need to point out that it is faith in the power of the Holy Spirit that actually does the healing. And it's the prayer of faith that James says will save the sick. So we see that anointing oil is one of the ways. Other ways we see mentioned in the Bible is in, in Mark chapter 16, the Great Commission. Jesus said that we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So we know that another way by which we transfer that anointing in us is by the laying on of hands. It says they will lay hands on the sick. This sign shall follow those. Mark 16, 17. This sign will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So there's a laying hand of hands on the sick that also transfers the power of the Holy Ghost, the anointing of God, you know, and healing comes about that way. So you can see that it's not the hands that's the important thing. Just like it's not the oil that's the important thing. Though they're, they're sort of mechanisms by which we can anchor our faith. You know, we can say, well, hands were laid on me at 12 o'clock on Wednesday, the 3rd of March. And at that point in time, I believe I received my healing. I was anointed with oil at 3 o'clock on Wednesday, the 3rd of March. And at that point, I believe I received my healing. And I'm going to thank God because that was the point that hands were laid, oil was, was administered, and I received my healing. So there, there are things that can anchor our faith, but our faith is always in the power of the Holy Spirit that enables this to happen. And we have always said through this series that the anointing is the power of the Holy Spirit that lies within us. Another way we see healing administered, we see it in the book of Acts, when Acts chapter 5 and verse 15 talks about how the shadow of Peter, you know, his shadow healed many that were sick and in acts 19 12 it talks about how handkerchiefs and aprons so tangible things you know were brought from paul's body and those also brought healing to the sick so there are many ways in which we see that god wants his people to be healed you know but a lot of these ways that i have described to you involve a very physical presence you know i am there you are there my shadow is there. I have an handkerchief I can give to you. I have an apron I can give to you. I can lay hands on you. I can put oil on you. No, it requires the presence of somebody. Now, does that mean by any chance that you and I cannot be healed if somebody is not there to do one of these things? 
Of course, the answer is we can be healed. And this is so important for a period like this where we're in lockdown. And I think this is just the wisdom of God. You know, the enemy always thinks he can stop the work of God from moving. But God is wiser. God is smarter. God is, God is so way ahead. So way ahead in everything that he has done and he has put in place for us. Because there are other ways that you and I can receive healing. There are other ways that you and I can administer healing even in lockdown where we can physically be in the midst of people. And I want to look at those two ways today. The first one is I want to look at the woman with the issue of blood. And that is in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 20. And I'm going to read it in Matthew 9 20, but then I'm going to very quickly turn to the account in Mark chapter 5, because I think we see a lot more detail in Mark and chapter 5. So in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 20, it says, and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood. So this woman had had a flow of blood for 12 years. That's a long time. She came from behind and she touched the hem of his garment, talking about the garment of Jesus. And we know in the Bible that it has talked previously about how many people came in Matthew 14, 36 and Mark 6, 56, how people came and touched the hem of his garment and they were healed. So she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. And this goes back to the Old Testament time when the priests would wear their, their holy garments, you know, when they were performing their functions to indicate that now they were stepping into the office, the anointed office of God as priests. And people will come and touch their garments. And when they touched their garments, not only were they recognizing them as being the, the high priest of that time, they were also recognizing that there's an anointing on them that could make them well. So you can see this practice sort of also in this time. So the woman says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. And Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith has made you well. It's important that he says your faith. He didn't say touching my garment made you well. He said your faith has made you well and the woman was made well from that hour now when we look at mark we see actually a little bit more about this because it tells us a bit more about the woman and what happened so mark chapter 5 and verse 24 mark chapter 5 and verse 24 it says so jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him and you know I just need to say this here. There's always a crowd. When you read about Jesus, you will always see crowds around him. But not everybody that was around him connected to him. Some people connected and were healed. I'm sure there were other people in that crowd who needed Jesus. But there was a difference with those who connected and those who didn't. So I want you to bear that in mind because <coughs> because we, excuse me, we are not in the crowd. You know, we are those who connect to the anointing of Jesus. So, so this is Mark chapter 5 and verse 24. 
because Mark actually gives us a little bit more detail about what was going on. So in Mark chapter 5 and verse 24, it says, Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather she grew worse. So we see a bit more explanation here. She'd had this flow of blood for 12 years. She'd spent everything that she had. But instead of getting better, she was getting worse. So it was really a bad condition that she had. But something happened in verse 27. In verse 24, it says, when she heard about Jesus. So she heard something. She heard something that gave her hope. She heard something different from what she'd been hearing before. She heard a different kind of report, not just what the physicians were saying, but now she heard something about Jesus. She heard there was a savior in town. She heard there was a healer in town. She heard there was somebody who was anointed going around healing all that were oppressed of the devil. She heard about Jesus. And because she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and she touched his garment. Why did she do that? Why did she do that? It tells us in verse 28, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. So she believed something. She heard about Jesus and she believed something. She heard about him and she believed that if I can just touch his clothes, I shall not, I might, or maybe I will. She said, I shall be made well. That is a language of faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing the word of God. When you hear the word of God, it produces faith on the inside of you. And that's what we see this woman demonstrating. She was being proactive. She heard it. She was doing this all by herself. And she believed something. And then she spoke what she believed. She spoke it to herself so many times. If I may just touch his clothes. If I may just touch his clothes. If I may just touch his clothes. I shall be made well. And the Bible says that immediately the fountain of her blood. Which she had had for 12 years. Which many physicians could not cure. The fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction and jesus immediately knowing in himself that power can you see this we've been talking what did we say the anointing is the power of the holy spirit on the inside of us it says jesus immediately knowing in himself that power virtue anointing had gone out of him he knew and what drew the anointing out of him? We will see what Jesus says. Turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the truth, the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. 
Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Jesus said it was her faith that made her well. It was what she believed that made her well. It was the fact that she believed something, she said it to herself, and she acted on what she believed that made her well. It was her faith that made her well. And that is so important for you and I to understand because your faith, what you believe, is strong enough to make you well. What you believe about healing, what you believe about the healing anointing of God on the inside of you, what you believe about Jesus, what you believe about the word of God that we're speaking today, it's what you believe, your faith, and what you say with your mouth, and what you act because of what you say that makes you well. That is what Jesus saw. In this woman and it was her faith that drew what did he do he drew the anointing it activated the anointing of god that was in jesus and it's that same faith that activates the anointing of god that is on the inside of you so you can be healed by just releasing your faith in the anointing of god that is in you because of the word of god you know in romans chapter 8 and verse 11 the bible talks about the spirit of god and we have said that when you hear anointing you hear the holy spirit and you hear the power of god they're all synonymous so we have said that the anointing is the power of the holy spirit that works on the inside of us now when you read romans 8 11 it says but if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you If the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead, that word Christ is the anointed one. He who raised the anointed one, so he's focusing on the anointed one from the dead, will also give life. It will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. God will give life to your mortal body. How? Through his spirit, through the anointing, through the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you. But you need to believe it. Your faith is the light bulb that you turn on. Your faith is the light bulb that activates, or the light switch, sorry, that activates the power of God. That is on the inside of you. This woman believed. She believed there was a crowd out there. There were a crowd. I'm sure many had many needs. But there's no account of them being healed here. Why? Because they most likely didn't believe like she believed. They were there. They were watching. They were spectating. They were most likely talking about Jesus. You know they were following him around. But this woman got his attention. Because she was able to draw power, virtue, the anointing out of him by her faith. So I want to encourage you today that yes, there may be no one to lay hands on you. Yes, there may be no one to come and anoint you with oil. But you have faith. She heard something. Build your faith. Hear the word of God concerning healing. Read every scripture in this Bible. 
about healing and let your faith rise up and then start speaking your healing and see what that power and that anointing will do in your life. So that's important for us to know. And this is not the only place where you see Jesus healing and he says your faith has made you whole. I mean, even if you look at Matthew chapter 9, let's look quickly. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 27. Matthew 9 and 27. So in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 27, it talks about how Jesus had come. It says, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up. And he arose. And when he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him out? He says, this kind cannot come out, but by prayer and by fasting. But if you go further up, in Matthew 9.23, on the same account, um, it says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believe. And all he's asking us to do is to believe. Is to believe. If we can believe, believe in the anointing, believe in the power of God that is on the inside of you. And nothing will be impossible to you. So that's important that we bear that in mind. So you and I have a way to be healed. We can be healed because we believe. Because we believe in the power of his anointing that is on the inside of us. Another thing we can do is when we look at the book of Matthew chapter 8 and verse 10. And this is the account of the centurion in Matthew 8.10. So the centurion had come to Jesus on the behalf of his servant. And in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 10, he says, well, let's go up to verse 6 to start the story. The centurion comes pleading with Jesus, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and I will heal him. But the centurion answered, don't come. I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. So don't come. Only speak a word. And my servant will be healed. Only speak a word. And my servant will be healed. He goes on to talk about how he's a man under authority. Having soldiers under him. And he tells one to go and he goes and another come and he comes. And he says when Jesus heard it in verse 10. He marveled and said to those who followed him. Assuredly I say to you. I have not found such great faith. Not even in Israel. This is faith at work. Speak the word only. There's a power in the spoken word. When you speak the word of God over your body and you recognize the authority that you have in the name of Jesus to speak his word, commanding healing over your body. That word is powerful. There's a scripture that says God sent his word. In Psalm 103 verse 20. He sent his word and he healed us. And delivered us from all of our transgressions. Jesus said I have not found such great faith. 
such great faith, not even in Israel. Faith in the word of God. Faith in the spoken word. The Bible is the word of God. And every time you and I speak this word, having faith in that word and in the authority that we have in the name of Jesus, something happens. So I've just very quickly shown you two ways by which you and I as believers today can be healed. Because Jesus has made every provision for our healing. It is his good pleasure that we are healed. He wants every child of his healed. And you can, but you need to activate your faith. You need to activate your faith. I was going to read to you Matthew 9.27 earlier on. And Matthew 9.27, I think I was reading the wrong part of scripture. But Matthew 9.27 talks about two blind men who followed Jesus crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, Do you believe? Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. He touched their eyes saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. According to your faith. So I just want to encourage you today. To know that the power of the anointing. is on the inside of you. It's there. And one of the ways that you can activate that power. One of the ways that you can turn on the light switch. Is by your faith. By believing God. Faith comes by hearing Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The woman heard about Jesus. And in spite of how desperate her situation was, it gave her hope and she believed. Faith comes as you hear the word of God. As you allow the word of God to fill your heart, your mind, faith rises up and you start believing Hope comes and you start speaking. The scripture talks about having the same spirit of faith as those who believe and then speak. Faith causes you to speak. It forces you to do something. And as you start to declare, have faith in that spoken word. Have faith in the spoken word over your life that you speak. Have faith in the spoken word that you can send over somebody else's life. Have faith because you're doing it under the authority that is in the name of Jesus. God bless you and I hope this has really blessed you. Thank you very much.